friends, neighbors, welcome to just a lovely episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. magic, magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and toupeed man who does not control his dog. Alex Dandino. It would probably no be one the would greatest accuse reveal me of having a toupee, by the way. No one. You, that quaffed this quaffed mess, whatever. Yeah. That fucking quaffed mess upon your head to find out that was a, a rug would be the greatest reveal in podcast history. Tis not, Maybe my friends. History. Tis not. You'll have I mean, to watch hey. YouTube to find out. A boy can dream. All right, guys. Before today's exciting neighborly tale, dark neighborly tale, a little business, we are on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The very best way to support the show, the very best way to make the show exactly what you want it to be for as little as a dollar a month. You get in, you meet our friends, you join the community. As you climb the official uh, Highlander tier ranking system, you get bonus episodes that you get a vote on. You get full-length feature commentaries. You get our little side projects, right? We're now covering some TV shows, stuff like that. We got a lot of fun projects. You can even select a double feature of films that you would like to hear on the pod. Guys, every single dollar that you are generous enough to support the show, it means the world to us. We thank you from the bottom of uh, our hearts, those of you who already support the show. And a huge thank you for those of you who are about to as well make sure you go to youtube you can uh follow our channel there film alchemist if you want to see video versions of some of our pods and maybe some of the other projects we're working on uh make sure you email the pod filmalchemistpod at gmail.com you can find us on all the socials you're on we're easy to get a hold of and love to hear from you so go on go on reach out call our names say our names five times in a mirror and see what happens You'll just be talking to yourself. Be, yeah, you'll just be but we'll still love you. We'll still loves you. Thanks All for right, love. guys. Also, something easy you can do to help the show. I like that kind of quiver thing. That felt dramatic. That was good. Was really Make good. sure. <laughs> I mean, could it be anything else? Now that I've got this mustache. I feel like ever since I've had the mustache, just to interrupt, divert. When you have a mustache, you just feel like you're exuding a little extra sex. You know what I mean? Like you're at the supermarket, and every time you yeah, touch like a like, banana, everyone's like, "That when, guy will go." I think in 2022, having a moose that guy's a goer. You're kind of like giving off like unwanted sex vibes sometimes. Agree to disagree. You got to be careful. as a Middle Eastern man. I'm the magic carpet. That's all I'm going to say. Come That's ride. It. Nope. Move I on. can Keep show going. you some stuff. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've never felt sexier as a proud American man. I'm Who's also happy. Syrian. Super happy for you. What were we saying? Leave the ratings and review, guys. Five stars and a sentence or two about why you like us. All right. Alex fucking derailed the pod. The pod about one of my all-time childhood favorite movies. Joe Dante's The Burb starring Tom Hanks. Carrie Fisher. Bruce Dern. Roll them out. Corey Feldman. The hits. Great cast. Um... I love the Burbs so much when I was a kid. I used to watch this all the time. I think it's one of the reasons I like uh, horror movies so much is because of the Burbs. When I was rewatching it to get ready for the show, it actually dawned on me that the Burbs worked a little bit for me the way Muppet Babies did. 
where Muppet Babies, I remember the thing I love most about that show was the opening. You'd see all these clips of other shows and movies you wanted to be a part of. Right. You'd see Phantom of the Opera. You'd see Star Wars. Indiana Jones, you're like, that stuff's got to be cool. It's in the Muppet Babies. I want to learn about that. Right. I looked at this yesterday. I was like, I think the Burbs is a gateway drug into my love of the universal horror monsters, right? A Bella Lugosi, a Boris Karloff. They really hit a lot of those beats that just I fell in love with when I found the universal monsters. And I think it's just this wonderful, quirky movie, right? Set in a place that we can all imagine with this insane and absurd series of escalating events. Um, The movie never gets old for me. I love it as much every single time I watch it. Alex! Opening thoughts on The Burbs. It's kind of crazy. I'm pretty sure this was the first time I've ever seen The Burbs. Amazing! I love when this happens. What'd you think? I legitimately thought for a decade I had seen this movie. Yeah. And I think for a long time I thought it was... I think when I was a kid, there were three tom hanks movies that played on tv a lot and this is this is this is why this happened it was the burbs the money pit and joe versus the volcano the swear to god money pit yeah these three movies played a lot on tv so i've seen part of the money the pit was chevy chase god that's no no it's him and um whoever i can't remember who that that's was. funny farm with chevy never mind yeah you think funny farm. but yeah so like <laughs> These three movies were just like they all merged into one movie in my brain because they're all Tom Hanks. Um, Turner and Hooch stands alone, but no, um, below the burbs. But it's one of those things where like I thought I had seen this movie and no, so yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's Joe Dante. Like, what's there not to love about Joe Dante movies? I, I really like people who. People who gripe about stuff like The Burbs, particularly, which is like a really fun black comedy, like satire about how fucking terrible neighbors neighbors are. I actually really related to The Burbs in a lot of ways after the last couple of weeks I've had um, with my neighbors. But uh, <laughs> I've because I have a very I have a very loud child, so everybody's like, mm, "What's going on over there?" I'm like, "Punch my fucking business." Yeah. Um, but you fucking come see my furnace. Come see my furnace. I'll show you. But no, it, eat some I, fucking sardines. It's this really, a it's it's per, it's perfectly cast. It's perfectly acted, and it's just Joe Dante. I it's, I think it might be next to the Howling, my favorite Joe Dante movie now. Like I know Gremlins, Gremlins is I know Gremlins yeah. is everybody's thing, but like I love the Howling. I, I will say this. I rewatch the Burbs more than his other movies. I think Gremlins is. His crown jewel. Gremlins is just unimpeachable. But I actually come to this one more. This is more of like a comfort movie. I think for, for me, me it's right? the howling and the burbs now. Oh, I love the howling too. But I what I what I like about there there is an absurdist. This kind of gives me the vibes of that amazing Twilight Zone episode, right? The lights go out on Bleecker Street, I think it's called. Where it's uh, I yeah. love anything where okay. you just do Here's this normal suburb, right? Just these mm-hmm. fucking absolute squares. Yep. And bit by bit, he adds a layer here and there that feels familiar, but also very strange. So that by the time you get to the fucking lunacy of what's happening in yeah. this house, it all fucking works, right? They're, even the opening, we're just kind of coming in from outer space, right? <laughs> all the way into this neighborhood right this fucking very 
cookie cutter neighborhood we're all used to. All of a sudden we hear an organ. Could be a universal score again. Derelict fucking house. I love the opening shot of Tom Hanks, just this fucking dude in a robe. He's just kind of out in his yard at night. He has his toes in his green grass right at the edge of the neighbor's fucking brown dirt hole. And he just can't cross. And then he does. And he goes, nope, nope, nope. And he comes back. And it's just awesome, right? So the movie sets you up for this. Something is wrong in the normal American dream, right? By the next morning, it's all fucking happy-go-lucky, you know, fucking quirky neighborhood shit. I'll tell you, though, this is the first time I've watched The Burbs since I actually left L.A. and moved to the fucking Burbs. Oh, yeah, you're in the actual Burbs now. I'm in the fucking Burbs. I have never sympathized with Tom Hanks more. <laughs> I I was watching this and I Amy was just laughing at me. She's like, "Oh my god." Like I told you, I have like a landing in my stairs right. Like you go up landing. Oh yeah. It goes up another thing and I have a big oh, window. Oh, she's there. laughing cuz this is you now. You're Tom Cuz I this is me. Yeah. If I'm at the house too much, I start watching where I'm like, "Oh, that fucking lady's running again. I hope she enjoys paying for a divorce attorney, right?" Like I just get real mad. Right. I have my coffee. I just sit there in my boxers and just like like I'm like an X-Files writer just writing out these fucking alternate conspiracies for ever, all my neighbors. Right. I caught my neighbor. This is no joke. I saw my neighbor. He does this thing where like he walks his dog to my yard to pee and shit. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is exactly like the movie." Well, one time I was like, "I'm going to just watch." I ran up to the landing Let's his dog just shit in my yard and left it there. I literally walked out Snyder in the rain like I was Zack Snyder, like a Zack Snyder movie, right? Rain pouring on me. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, so do I pick this up with a shovel and fling it at his front door? Do I tie it in a bag and put it in their mailbox? Like I'm trying to think. And all I did was just relent in fury. Because you're like, I got to live by these people right. for 20 years. But I've never forgotten it. And Amy laughs because every time that motherfucker... And I actually like my neighbor. I'm just like, that's like pretty much the uh, C-wordiest thing you can ever do. Right. Is not, I, I always say this, if I was the grand emperor of the world, people that don't pick up their dog shit, if I had a death note, your name would go on immediately. The world doesn't need you. You're a bad person. Neither here nor there. <laughs> but every time this motherfucker comes out with his dog, it's like clockwork in our neighborhood. You get in the rhythm of your neighbors, right? I run up to the landing to watch and make sure right. that the shit gets picked up. And Amy just laughs, and I was like, it's so funny because I used to watch this as a kid, and you're like, look at these loser dads. That's just us now, dude. Yeah. So this is a totally new experience being like, I'm the guy who's out watering and like watching my neighbors. And there is just something strange about living in really close proximity to other humans. I think it's just in our nature to be fucking keeping track, right? right? To be people, well, to be trying to get like- information. It's interesting, like, to me, the, like, I always, like, my, my go-to, like, burn on, like, neighbors that I hate, which we have innumerable amounts of around us in this apartment complex we live in. I, every time, like, we get into, like, Andrea and I start, like, like, don't, don't yell or anything. Like, the neighbors will hear us. I'm like, fucking Gladys Kravitz can suck my balls. Like, I know for a fact. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, like. My, suck my balls neighbors i have rage my, you know my my go-to is always the gladys kravitz bit but i think moving forward all dudes would be like oh ray peterson up there doesn't know how to fucking keep his mind keep his mouth shut or doesn't know how to keep his fucking hands to himself all these things because i gotta tell you i don't live in the burbs but i 
there's a level it comes of like, for all of us eventually man yeah like i'm sure it's it's right around the corner but i do think <laughs> i'm not sure how much i appreciated ray's busybodiness i'm not gonna lie i thought he was a little bit obviously I, it's warranted but a little bit of a busybody i i think it's the crazy thing for me watching it now is it just feels inevitable man like when i moved in i was pretty much like <laughs> I gave off the vibe to Amy, right? I'm like, we're not talking to these people. I still was in my like LA apartment guy thing. I'm like, when we right, walk yeah. past with our dogs, we'll look at the ground. We will not acknowledge each other. I had forgotten the Midwestern ways, right? Well, then people start coming over. They're bringing you snacks. Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. Hey, our kids should play together. Now you're like outside watching your kids. You start talking. It's wild how fast these tethers form, right? Like when right. you see fucking dumbass art in the movie mm-hmm. running around shooting shit, and then he just Ugh. walks in and starts eating their breakfast. Douche. I was like, me and my neighbors do breakfast together sometimes. We'll just like be out drinking, and then like tomorrow we'll do breakfast at someone's house. Yeah, but see, you're invited. And it's like so weird. This is I like understand, a- but it, it gets to this thing where your yard is not a hard boundary all the time. It bleeds in, man, and you just – you can't help the entanglements because when you buy the house, you're like, I am buying the castle with which I will propagate the lineage. There's a and level, everyone though. Everyone feels like, that way. You're pulling I wonder together. if this, because this is very different in the Midwest. Like, you, where you and I yes. grew up, that's a very, like, hey, I we played with the neighbor kids. Like, we had, like, mm-hmm. the only divide we had was a very accessible, like, gate between our houses that we would just, yeah. like, go, you know, that's what we did. To your point, though, every young couple who doesn't have kids avoids our corner like the plague. Like, yeah, all course. the parents that fucking hang out and drink in the driveway, they're that like, makes sense. <laughs> but, like, where we grew We're up, old! This is, but where we grew up, that's the vibe. Like, you're supposed to know your neighbor, and you're supposed to know the neighborhood and that kind of thing. Because, Help like, them out. That's that's what it is. Block parties and babysitting. We order the mulch together, right? It's five dads huffing mulch around. It's it's what you do. You get caught up in these entanglements, right? What's different? And like this is very again, in California, that is not the neighbor thing to do. I don't know what to tell. Like, you I guys have friend, are all very elitist. That's I have problem. friends who have houses, and like one one of you know one of our um, one of my really good friends, Aaron, who lives out here. You've met Aaron before. Mm-hmm. Aaron might be one of the most personable people. He literally talks to everyone, and I'm always like, "Why are you talking to that person?" Like, he's Dude. friend. He's friends with everybody. Would you peg me as the guy who's running around fucking socializing and gossiping with all my neighbors? Yes. You knew me for a long time. Is that who I was? I mean, yeah, you're pretty social. How dare you? You you like How liked... dare you throw barbs at 20 Griffey? Between the two of us, you would have gone out much more than you went out much more than I did when I was younger. To judge and be mean. Yeah, but still socialize. <laughs> I I no. did not go out to socialize often. I went out to drink and then go home. Those were the yeah. things I did. Well, I think about, because there's another great moment when the art's eating the breakfast, right? When him and uh, Tom Hanks' son get face-to-face. Yeah. And they're talking about digging and just gossiping. I'm like, that shit just happens. Yeah, Like, sometimes you'll say some shit and your kid hears it and then they say it out loud in front of the neighbors. You're like, oh, fuck. But no, I, I think the line of the movie, right, is they go, what's that? When Hans is first seen and Tom Hanks just goes, it's my neighbor. What is it? It's my neighbor. And there, there is this extra element of the movie that I find really funny, which is because the movie obviously by the end pretty much takes Tom Hanks aside. There is just this 
watching this posse that. form against this just people that aren't falling in line, right? I mean, yes and no. Like here's like they're they're hinted at being Nazi murderers. So yeah, they're full blown terrible people. Like look, yeah. listen, like there's no defense for ritualistic murder in a neighborhood. I'll give you that. Yeah, but and this is like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. much like straw dogs last week there's no defense for some of the behavior that some of these people have but here's like except for killing the old man for letting his dog shit by your american flag that's man. totally okay this that is the, is the thing, rules of the new society this is what i like about the movie and this is again like this is why joe dante is so wonderful is like it's not just like this hmm what are those people up to it's Hmm. What are those people up to? And also, should I even be getting involved? Like the whole movie feels like you're like constantly like, like you feel like uh, Carrie Fisher, his wife. You feel like hey, <laughs> just come inside, man. Like, come yeah. on, dude. Just don't don't get into that, that shit. scene when Tom Hanks is all fucking distraught. And they're like, <laughs> can he come out? And she's like, no, Tom can't yes. play. Until he resembles the man I married. I was like, holy shit, man. And they're just like, man, they're I mean, sloughing down the driveway that's like not, children. Tell me that's not like verbatim things your wife has said to you before, you know? For sure. I mean, that's absolutely a thing. Uh, <laughs> I just, I love the, because again, you just get this wonderful cast. Bruce Dern is probably my favorite character, right? It's weird to see Bruce Dern. It's weird to say this. It's weird to see Bruce Dern this young, even though he's not. I know, young right? He's already like the gruff old man on the street. Yeah. But even Feldman, it's just it's a fun cast of characters you get to spend time with, right? Art is amazing. They're all good. So when you start this, because the first moment, right, is when they got to run up in doorbell ditch. They're going to, like, ring the doorbell or whatever. And the bees come out. And I was like, it, it reminded me of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, right? right? So we are doing this fucking bit where the absurdity of these people being so nosy is outlandish, right? Right. But we also know for a fact that that's going to get paid off. And so watching this this just comedy of airs throughout the movie is a really fun journey. I actually, I think they do a really good job of continually rebating the hook, right? Like the toupee through the door slot, mm -hmm. all of these kind of moments. I think they do a wonderful job of keeping that balance out. Yeah. Or, or, not, or stretched out, right? Not out of the film, stretched out. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's what the movie does. Like that's what the movie is is just like it's it's really interesting to watch them constantly ask you to they're asking you to believe absurd things. And <laughs> I think that's what makes the burbs so much more entertaining to watch is that like at no point do you think at no point do you think well this is all going to just wrap up in a way that makes total sense. <laughs> like there's no like I think that's what I like the most about it is that like, there's no point in the movie where I'm like, well, this will probably end up being nothing. Like, you know, some crazy shit's going to happen. Like obviously right. the house, the inhabitants, like when they have that scene with her all like, I, I fucking love Joe Dante when, uh, Oh man, what is the, uh, is it Walter? No, it's, it's, it's Hans. Hans, when Hans is out of the house and everybody gets their like zoom in, staring yeah. at him like you're like right this is exactly the movie i was looking for like that's the movie right. you're asking for the entire time and that's how yes. you know like good this isn't gonna be like this weird like rear window thing it's literally like we gotta fucking figure out what's wrong with these people 
No, well, it's it's funny because I think this one is strange as it sounds is more surreal than Gremlins, right? Oh, absolutely. Gremlins is kind of played down absolutely. and dirty, like in the gutters, right? Yeah. This movie from the top plays as this absurd kind of dream, right? Where it feels almost as if this could be a story where these neighbors, the the Klopex, are actually just normal people that all the neighbors are ganging up on and like, oh, their lawn is just dirt with leaves. And it's not. It's just like they just don't mow as much and, you know, whatever. They don't get the fertilizer service like the guy at the end of the block. But, like, the movie plays constantly as this absurdist fantasy, right? Uh, Even shit like when uh, the dog gets the bone. And they just do this. "Ah!" The camera's, like, fucking going in and out. (laughs) And they, like, almost run out of breath screaming. And then they go, ah! They pick up again. It's like, yeah. And it's, so I think that's the fun thing, right? Is this, while it's played as... We've all been there. We've all been at that house. Well, it's it's super, so fucking it's, surreal. It's super sticky, and it's really yeah. fun. That partic- that scene particularly where the like the camera going in and out. You're like, all right, we're in a movie. Yeah. I get it. Thank you. But that like, you're like, they're not trying to like actually tell us like all. a thrilling thrilling not tale. They are letting us know that we are doing Abbott and Costello meets a Bella Lugosi family. Yeah, correct. And I'm just fucking there for it, man. I. I <laughs> I forgot about the thing when they're like, hey, can can he come out and play? And she's like, not until he resembles the man I marry. And Art has so many great lines like this. She just goes, we don't got that kind of time. <laughs> Art has great lines in this fucking movie. Yeah, Art's, um, Art's got amazing moments. Yeah, like even because I, I love the scene, too, when Tom Hanks is like, you know, he goes to bed and he's having his fever dream, right? Yeah. And on TV, he's watching Black Sunday, The Exodus, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, not part one. Strange decision. Or is it? Is it two? No, I think it's two, not three. I'm pretty sure it's two. And then all of a sudden, he has the fucking dream where, you know, he's getting chainsawed and barbecued. and Another great art moment. <laughs> yeah, because art plays the, the soda fountain guy, right? Yeah. This is actually a moment I really love in the film this time, is art's monologue about the soda fountain guy who's just too hot. He's like, yeah, maybe just got a little too tired of serving Sundays. All of a sudden turns that scoop on his family, whatever the fuck he says, but he does this long yarn about that. The AC gave out you quite smell the, diatribe, the fucking yeah. family. Yeah. But he has this, and I think it's this really cool element to layer on top of the absurd nature of the film. Right. Is uh Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, I remember that when I was a kid, he goes, every town has these stories. Some of them are happening right under your nose. And I think there is something about neighborhood communities where you're just too close in proximity to people, oh, right? Yeah. Your, your shit's all tied together. You start imagining. Me and Amy do this all the time, right? You'll see your neighbors do something, right? And you know these people well enough. Yeah. But you don't know, like, we haven't been friends for years. I, I'm not inside their house. I don't know how they interact when they're not socializing and putting on a show for us. So we do this. This is a game me and Amy play at the airport, right? We're waiting on a plane, and we just we'll pick a person out. And we're like, all right, you know, guy in the fucking uh, Hawaiian shirt, X Files character, go. And we have to write like what what opening of an X Files are we in, and like what happens in the episode, right? That's how it is with your neighbors, where you start um, writing these preposterous stories. So you layer this soda fountain killer. It happened in our town on top of this surreal fantasy that they are building against the Klopex. 
right? When the movie tricks you at the end and you think that nothing actually happened, I was like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Not that I'm sad about how it ended, but I think that the movie's sinking so far into the delusion, right? That it starts in every street America and just so falls into absurdity is what makes this so much, so rewatchable to me. Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing about it's because it's so absurd that because my wife and I do the same shit at airports. I don't do the X-Files thing, but I definitely make up (laughs) stories about people like when I like and my big thing is like this, like my big thing is like, how did this person's day start? Because I usually fly out really early in the morning when we're in airports. So usually how did this guy's day start and why is this what he's deciding to wear? Like, that's usually how I like that person wore open toed shoes to the airport. He has a problem like those kinds of things. But like that in and of itself is the level of like, that's as far as my analysis of like neighborly conduct would go in this regard. Like, I think what's interesting and what's so fun about the burbs itself is that Again, it's like it's the thing we all hope is it's weird to say this because no one should, again, ever live next to ritualistic murders. It's the thing that we all hope is happening and that we all like slowly uncover (laughs) on our own. My house is going to be on a Netflix four part miniseries. I know that's art at the end when Tom Hanks all fucking fried up and he's like, I'm going on vacation. vacation, You're in charge. Yeah. What are you you talking about? It's a media bonanza. Geraldo's coming. (laughs) And you're like. That's what the, that's what that's it is. What it like is. we all want to be part of that Netflix miniseries that gets made about our neighborhood I, or whatever. Like I think what it is is when you go to the Burbs, right? The Burbs is it almost felt to me when I moved into the neighborhood where it's like I am buying my headstone early, right? Like I'm I'm one foot in the grave. Sure. I'm getting old. It's for my kids it. yeah. now. Like my cool youth is done, right? So there is this like I feel old, and it it's like a giant monument to my aging out of the guy I wish I was being the Feldman. Right. Right. I think there is something that people just so desperately want to be reminded that they're cool. Yeah. And stopping a killer is fucking cool. Well, you know what? Well, yeah, but like, and see, this is funny because this is the part when after they like blow up the house, essentially, like after he takes the pickaxe, <laughs> to the fucking main line, you're like, Jesus yep. Christ, like blows up the house. His like, and, like, again, I I wish Tom Hanks still sometimes made movies like this. Like, because this is right. Like, Tom Hanks is an underrated comedy actor. And look, he started as a comedian and like this is kind of his thing. And now he's just he's a serious right. actor and we get it. But like what is great about him, though, is that he can still be kind of a leading man. Like Jack absolutely. Black couldn't necessarily do this no. movie. Jack Black. Like, I don't know if you ever saw uh, Ben Stiller kind of took that thunder, right? Like well, Ben Stiller's see, career was Tom Hanks movie. Did you ever see that Ben Stiller? It's, it's funny you bring them both up. Ben Stiller and Jack Black did a movie called Envy. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is like, but like, yeah, that's the two vibes that are complete in a single Tom Hanks. You could see a world where Tom Hanks is doing night at the museum. Absolutely. Meet like, the parents. A, like, Tom Hanks does not win an Oscar and he becomes like a comedy icon. Like this is just part of the thing. So like for me, like Tom Hanks's whole diatribe after the house blows up, he's like, my eyes fucked up. I hate like, we're the worst people. They're just fine. They're living their lives. 
exact dude that moment that hit me is... so fucking it it's not them it's us, it's us. We're, we're the lunatics it, I, I when he it. fucking dives into that ambulance and just lays face down oh my god i fucking died <laughs> laughing i rewound I, it i, I rewound it and watched beat. again where he like picks up <laughs> he picked up the fucking hospital bed and just lays face down i'm just like dude just <laughs> tell me like that's also like ocean. not every that's every husband father's like fuck it Fucking take me to the hospital. I need a vacation from this vacation. Forget yeah, it. I'm fucking out. I, I mean, and this is the thing, right? The movie plays on this, like, he's on his week off, and he doesn't want to go to the lake for vacation no. because, ah, oh, the traffic. It's he's just in this fucking malaise. He's this miserable fucking guy. Absolutely. Who just lets his imagination run wild. Because what does he really need a vacation from? Everything. Mundane. So this is what he needed in a strange way right this is exactly what he needed um which is kind of a weird omission by the end of the film uh <laughs> i i love everything about the clopex house in this movie too and the yes. clopex yes there's a great scene when it rains at night right and they're pulling the trash out, right? This is one of those great absurd scenes where he backs the car up to just dump the trash. Mm. And Hans is just, hey, hey, ah, like smashing it in, right? When they say, we'll check it tomorrow, right? And they all run back to their house. There's this great moment where Tom Hanks runs in his house and we see that the neighbors are now watching him. Yeah. I swear to God, they add that house sighing is a sound effect. And I was like, this is dark old house, man. You could see Karloff. It's even in the subtitle, if I'm not mistaken. It's like, is it really like a hissing sound? You know, the oh. house looks like it's breathing, right? I like thought a, that was like yeah. a car driving by or something. Yeah. But that's what I mean. They really wow. do this dark old Holy house shit, shit that I love. That's awesome. I, I think it's so cool. And it's just, it's, it's I also really love, fun. I also love it. Henry Gibson. I don't know yeah. what it is about Henry Gibson, but like Henry Gibson could be like, he's he's sort of like Eli Wallach in that you could do like he fourteen different nationalities, and you'd be like, yeah, buy it. But like, well, he just starts calling him Air Klopek, and I'm like, is that German? I guess. Okay. Yeah, like that's the thing <laughs> I like the most is that again, it's Henry Gibson, and he's just perfect. He's of course he's a Nazi. Why not? Why wouldn't he be a Nazi? That makes total sense. Like, I gotta say though, MVP for Uncle Rube. That fucking brother Theodore, <laughs> that just hard stare. Yeah, brother Theodore just that uh, hit like Bruce. This is probably one of my favorite things watching it this last time. Bruce Stern just walking around. What do you say there, Rube? What's in the basement, Rube? And he's just fucking grilling this poor old man about their house. It's just I so got because awesome. the Bruce Stern guy in every neighborhood. You kind of hate him, but you're like, eh, as long as he directs it at other houses and yeah. leaves me alone. Uh, God, Bruce Stern in this movie it's is my interesting MVP. too. Like that, that I don't know if you like movies of this ilk. Like they don't really make the. I I can't believe I'm about to say this. They don't really make them like this anymore. Um, but <laughs> movies of this ilk in that era, like because the Vietnam War was still very recent, you know, like that vibe doesn't exist because i think because of what's happened in the world like we don't think any yeah. of that's funny anymore like well, ptsd is not a joke if bruce stern was around now he would be raiding the capital and that's just not as yeah fun. exactly that's the problem is like now he's like, it's like collecting guy. like binoculars and shit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he's like got a fucking giant truck and a but red it is hat fun to watch it is fun to watch movies like this and see like how 
how, like the lack of sincerity some people used to have about like war and now it's like there's like you'd never see this like if they ever remade the burbs you'd never see like oh he's an old iraq war vet and i'm like that's not funny you would not want to be doing that like, <laughs> well it's just I, it, there's some charm to it that you're like oh, yeah that's kind of, that's i i think because everyone is just this kind of amalgam two-dimensional archetype of a neighbor right oh yeah the snooty thinks he's better than everyone lawn guy uh you know the the fucking old the griffy the hardcore how dare you, how dare you? <laughs> i'm an art if anything no because art really wants to be in business i'm probably uh, tom hanks man you're, you're definitely a ray peterson i'm probably a t hanks but yeah i don't know i would like to think i'm a feldman I'm just over there raging loving no. life that was Paint you. That was you in our twenties. Now you're. Me. Now you're Tom Hanks. You live long enough to find yourself being a Ray Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking tragic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you live long enough know, to be man. a Tom Hanks and the Burbs, and you know that's your. That's your I'm life. the lunatic. We now. can. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's fun too. Is like when you watch that movie, you see every iteration of yourself as you've lived your life. Like you were a Corey Feldman. Next year, Tom Hanks. Then you're a uh, art. Then you're an art wine gardener. I will never be in art. Hopefully you you never end up as a Bruce Dern, you know? Yeah. We have to do a special shout out. One of the things that is so great about watching uh, Joe Dante movies is the inevitable Dick Miller cameo. Yes. Oh yes. I, that guy always brings a smile to my face and I'm always reminded of man, like what a career. I'm so sad that guy's not just going to pop up in movies. I watch anymore. New ones, right? He's in a lot of movies I cherish. Um, but even his little role is the trash collector. I was like, talk about a fucking guy that just every little role just fucking fills it with so much pizzazz. Oh yeah. Made a just made, this, a, made a meal. Every out of fucking man, but it's like that scene is fucking hilarious. When they're fucking jumping into the dumpster ship. I don't know if you've ever seen have you ever seen the famous clip of this? You mean from the movie? So this was a behind the scenes thing, right? Where Corey Feldman was like pretty fucking on top of his mountain at this point. Right. And he was just being an absolute cock when they were filming. And he just was like, you know, fucking being annoying. And they're trying to get the shot by the garbage truck. And Dick Miller, I can't remember how he phrased it, but it's something like, hey, kid, you want to be a little fucking professional? Like, can you shut the fuck up? Because Corey Feldman's like jumping around, like playing air guitar and shit. Right, right. And Dick Miller's just like, do your fucking job. Shut up. Like he says it in this that like beautiful Dick Miller cadence, but I love that behind the scenes moment because that's like this consummate fucking professional, and then this little shit bag is just like I'm on top of the mountain since I was ten. It's a great behind the scenes moment if you haven't seen it, uh, you should look it up. It's wonderful. I, yeah, I mean, I do like Dick Miller showing up in anything, even I mean Joe Dante, like all Roger Corman associated directors he always ends up in their movies also ends up in one of our favorite uh soon to be classic episodes of the film alchemist he was in, in demon night hell yeah uh i cannot wait for the fucking uh tales from the crypt double feature episode that yeah. will be stunning i uh, yeah I, <laughs> I think that's the thing though right so when i look back on this movie and why i still come back to it it's so weird because when I was a kid, I got obsessed with Dilbert comics. I don't know if I ever told you this. Little did I know. Uh, little did you know he was a huge scumbag? Yeah. yeah. Little did I know the man writing Dilbert was a fucking Klopek. Uh, Very much you know? so. 
If only I had known. But I don't know why. When I was in fourth and third and fourth grade, I became obsessed with comic strips yeah. in the paper. Right. Utterly fascinated by Dilbert. Right. I had all the books. I had Dilbert ties. I used to wear like a shirt and tie to school with Dilbert on it. Right. I don't know why this became a thing. I, I often ask myself that about the Burbs. Like, why as a young kid was this the fucking movie? And again, I think it just has this wonderful cartoonish quality. It's kind of a safe way to test out the waters of a horror movie without being really scared or in danger. I, I don't know why this became like one of the like five movies I would rewatch all the time as a kid. I think what I have to just settle on is every fucking time a character's on screen, you're just so thankful that actor's in that role. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the cast across the board is so stellar. Even Carrie Fisher, just there are these moments. There is this wonderful Carrie Fisher moment. God, speaking of people, I'm just sad we don't have anymore. Yeah. The moment when Ray's all fried up, right? Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the, the fucking rolling bed, stretcher, whatever the fuck it's called. And the guy's reading him the riot act, like three counts of criminal burglary, blowing up a house, whatever. And he just looks at Carrie Fisher and he just goes, I really do like your hair, honey. The look she gives him is just one of those fucking things. That's why she was a star, because she is saying so much. It looks like she's biting back a laugh, but she's still pissed at her husband for being an idiot, but she loves him even though he's an idiot. That one scene, right? Just go watch that moment of her just watching Tom Hanks do that line. It's awesome. That I mean, yeah, like she's just so... She's so good at doing the straight man in all her movies. Like, she's just, I think it's because, like, she is so wild otherwise. Like, when she does this, like, really, like, straight-laced to everything absurd going on, like, and maybe it's because she was Princess Leia and we're all just, that's, like, she was there for all the craziness anyways. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But culturally, like, Carrie Fisher is just always my favorite straight man in anything. Like, she's just along for the ride of absurdity from some of these people. It just like brutally cutting without trying to be like the main center of like the comedy. She doesn't want to be the main center of the comedy either. And like she, like in every great counter puncher, especially in the (laughs) eighties when she was like really like post star Wars and she was writing, like she did postcards from the edge and shit. Like she's my favorite part of when Harry met Sally. Like she's like always there to like be this great, comic relief without like being like hey hey, it's me carrie fisher yeah. it's always this really a famous script doctor around town just like just an amazing town i don't know i mean god but seeing her do this role right when they like go into the clopex house and they do this great bit every time hans is on screen they just do like fly sound effects yeah you never see a fly you just hear it right <laughs> it, it's just wild man and then when it ends with them like fighting on the bed and bruce stern calling him pinocchio and taking him out it's just fun man i mean this this movie for for a story about my neighbor's a fucking serial killer right it just doesn't get much more fun than this like summer of 84 tried this is always the one man it's and I think it's the charisma of this cast. It's very and that special. fucking mischievous wink and a nod from Joe Dante because mm-hmm. this is a horror movie set in the suburbs, but he's not doing the 
Halloween, right? Where horror no, no, lives no. where He's you like live. He's like constantly reminding you you're, that we're watching a movie. That the, the camera work is all about reminding you you're watching an absurd movie. But like, like you're watching an Abbott and Costello. That's it, it is a throwback to an older style of comedy. Absolutely. That utilizes those weapons in a now not modern, but at the time it felt very fresh kind of take, man. I don't know. I, I love the Burbs. I know it's not the most intricate film to break down on a craft level. I'm glad I've finally distinguished it from the other two movies that it blended <laughs> together for as I was a kid. If so. I'm being 100% honest, this is a top five Tom Hanks movie for me. I would say so. Yeah, man. What are your top Tom Hanks movies? Like, I know a lot of people like Saving Private Ryan. I'm like, eh. Right. Don't well, really I know care. your number one's Philadelphia. So that one. I love Philadelphia. It's a little bit of a bummer. Um, Could have top, used a neighbor murderer. My top five. Probably, big. Probably now the Burbs. Number big five. Big and the Burbs are like my two locks. That thing you do. Forrest uh, Gump. Saving. No, not Forrest Gump. Saving Private You don't like Ryan. Forrest Gump? We'll have to have another pot about that. Uh, do you hate Forrest Gump? I have. St- Put I it on th- wax right now. Do you fucking hate Forrest Gump? No, I don't hate Forrest Gump. I don't hate. I don't hate. I don't. Hate I'm saving Forrest this Gump. as evidence for when you tell me you hate Forrest Gump. I don't. I exclude I don't. Toy Story because it's just a voice role. I don't like it as much as other Tom Hanks movies. The Green Mile. Uh, I'd say. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, uh, The Green Mile, and then Turner and Hooch. I think I did it all. Sorry. Yeah, Green Mile, Saving Private Ryan, That Thing You Do, The Burbs, Big. God, he's done a lot of fucking movies. Yeah, this is a top five. I still think Big is the peak Tom Hanks it. What was best about Tom Hanks? Yeah. You watch Big, and I'm just like, that movie is damn near flawless to me. And at the core of it is just this, like, it's almost so bright you must turn your eyes away. He's so fucking lovable in that movie. Right. That, to me, is the peak of what made Tom Hanks who he is, who he became, right? Was that fucking movie. Yeah. Um, that's not what we're talking about, though. We were writing, again, sometimes we talk about movies that are very dense and you got to unpack it. Psychology, craft, whatever. Sometimes it's just fun to talk about a movie that has Let's a special place in enjoy, our man. I used to watch this with every aunt and uncle, my grandparents, anyone who would watch this with me. And we would all sit around and enjoy the shit out of it, which is, again, it's about gruesome fucking murders. But it didn't matter because the vibes were so strong, man. I just wanted to gush about when we picked this month, I knew this wasn't probably the greatest bad neighbor movie. But to me, it's just it's one of those movies that no matter how bad I'm feeling, I watch the burbs. Right. And my day is instantly better. I think what's important is that the Burbs, while being about bad neighbors, is not about is not about like how bad neighbors can be. It's about how we all, you know, we either mind our business or we don't. But nevertheless, we all see weird shit in our neighborhood. That's all. The point of the movie is don't mind your business. Get your nose all up in everyone's shit. Save. <laughs> The cul-de-sac. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's it for the Burbs. What a fucking fun movie, man. What a great palette. I actually watched these back-to-back, so I watched Straw Dogs, and after me and Amy's, like, just arduous fucking 
deep conversations about how sad that movie was. We just watched the Burbs and loved it. See, I should have done that. We snuggled up I together. Did. I did Burbs. And watched then. the Burbs to, like, unwind from the horrors of Straw Dog. Yeah, see, I should have done that. I, I did the opposite. It did not yeah. go well. We literally, I was watching it, and Amy just, like, came and crawled up. We just, like, held each other and watched the Burbs. Like, thank God. Thank God. Fuck Dustin Hoffman. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're halfway through. The pod has bad neighbors month. Uh, two more awesome choices. Alex, what do we have left? Uh, oh, wow. What do Arlington we Road. Arlington Road. That's my pick. Yeah. What was your other? I thought I, did, I had two. I don't remember that. You had two. Oh. We did know. my I two. Remember, I only remember Arlington well, Road. Well, it'll right be now. a surprise for you. I know it's one of two movies. So we'll we'll let Alex decide, and that will be our finale of the month. Shit, what was the... Th whatever. Arlington Road, though, for sure. Yeah, so we have more to go. Uh, guys, go to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod. If you want even more awesome content uh, from us, and we hope you do, uh, get in over there. All support is greatly appreciated. You can vote on episodes. You can program your own double feature. Feature-length commentaries. If you want the experience of watching a movie with us and hearing our silly snide remarks right you can do that now <laughs> with us lots of good shit going on over there we're not like the clopex man come on over knock on our door guys the email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com the youtube filmalchemist make sure you leave those rating and reviews wherever you find us we'll see you guys soon on arlington road for the film alchemist i'm josh griffin i'm alex bye leave your neighbors alone Unless they're murderers. Or save the world. Or save the world.